I don't know about you, but I enjoy just sitting there and listening to that music. And more, more importantly than just listening to the music, there's power in sitting still and being quiet and allowing the Holy Spirit just to minister to you. So I hesitated just a few moments because uh, it really is true. The, the presence of the Lord is here. And if ever there was a time where we need assurance that it's going to be okay, this would be the, this would be the time. My daughter Allison asked me a couple of weeks ago, just out of nowhere, I'm in the kitchen, minding my own business, and she said, and she's 25, she's a teacher at Metro West, teaching at a Title I school, and I'm she's so proud of her making an impact in the lives of inner city kids. But out of nowhere, she just said, Dad, is it the end of the world? <laughs> you know, dads are supposed to know everything. And I gave a, a very, very wise answer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's the end of the world or not. Kind of feels like it. And like nothing magical happened on December 31st as we closed the door on 2020 and you walk into 2021. Nothing, nothing magical happened. So the fear the stress, the uncertainty, the anxiety, many times just still comes into the new year. And you and I got to make the decision. That's why I like the first Sunday of, of, of a new year because it helps you to kind of focus and helps you to make some adjustments and helps you to, to uh, uh, make some, some minor tweaks as you prepare for a new year. So, what Heather and Lisa and Bruce are singing about is really, really true. We have a promise today that God is never going to leave us. I don't know what's ahead. I don't know if the world is coming to an end, but I do know this. We're not alone. And the Holy Spirit will always be with us. You're never alone. If you're afraid today of losing your retirement, you're never alone. If you're today, you're, you're, you're fearful of losing your job, you're never alone. If you're here today uncertain about your, your business, you're never alone. That's why we welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit, and we need him in our lives, and today is a great way. And there's a lot of people watching online, and they've been watching for the past nine months. I mean, half our church. And if you're watching online and, or you're here today live in person, you can be assured today that God is with us, and we need the presence of the Holy Spirit to walk with us in 2021. Can I get an Amen. If you have your Bibles, real quick, turn to Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going to talk to you for just, just a, a couple minutes. We're just going to, we're going to talk, and I've got a scripture that I want to share with you. As you came in today, you received a, a runner's bib. Now, some of you don't know what in the world this is. So those that don't know what it is, this is a, this is a runner's bib that identifies you when you join a race. 
When you sign up for a 5K or you sign up for a marathon, they pin this on you, and many of them are electronic. Where when you start the race, you know they they gauge and they watch and they analyze, and then when you end the race, it gives you your time, and and this is what identifies you as a runner. So we are kicking off this new year with a brand new series called Heroes of Faith, and this is a reminder for you that in 2021, we are called to run the race that is set before us. So you're a runner. If you're living, you're running. You didn't sign up for this, but you, when you were born, you began what's called the race of life. And you're running. Some are running faster than others. But we're running a race. And the Bible is very clear and very specific on how we are to run that race that is set before us. Now, as many of you know, uh, we're starting my, my 11th year here at this church, 11th year. And in a weird way, I've never done this in all my years of ministry, but ever since I've been at Pine Castle, we take the whole year and we do a whole theme. We don't jump around from month to month and, and just whatever's a hot topic. We take one theme and we run with it all year long. Now, last year was the theme of hymns, hymns of the church, hymns for hope, help, and healing. And I particularly liked that entire series. I love the fact that we would look at the old hymns, and Bruce and Lisa would get up and sing the hymns, and we would sing the hymns of the old church. You know, many of the hymns of the church were written out of hardship to give you hope. Watch this. So that you could run the race of life. The hymns were written out of pain and turmoil and sorrow to give you hope 200 years later so you could run the race of life. So, uh, one, uh, so last year we did hymns. We did one year on the Holy Spirit. The whole year was the Holy Spirit. Remember that one? One year we did Simply Jesus. And we talked about all the stories in the Bible, the New Testament on, on, on Jesus, Simply Jesus. We looked at the book of Acts one year. Walked through the whole book of Acts. We did the book of Proverbs, book of Psalms, book of James. And so this year we're kicking off a brand new series on heroes of the faith. We're going to look at 52 men and women in the Bible. Now watch this. Men and women who have already run the race of life. And they're wise. They're smart. They've been around the block a few times. And if you could sit down with them, watch this, for a cup of coffee at Starbucks, what could you learn from the men and women in the Bible that would help you run the race of life? I like to think of it this way. If you were to Run with them for one lap. Now, it's my understanding that one lap in, in most, of the, most of the high schools and universities is 220 meters, I believe. You run four times, that's a mile. But if you were to run one lap with a hero from the Bible, what would they share with you? Now, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? You and I need to get wisdom and insight and direction and experience 
from someone who's already run the race. That's smart. When I go fishing, I don't go fishing often. Everybody thinks I go fishing every day. I don't go fishing often. But when I do go fishing, I have found, Pastor John, that it's best to get a guide because the guide knows all the spots to take you to. What are you doing when you pay for that guide? Watch this. You are paying for their experience. You're paying for their wisdom. What you're saying is, you've been around the block a few times, guide, and I'm going to pay you $300, and I want you to give me some wisdom, watch this, so that I can catch fish. In the same way, if we can go to God's Word, and we can look in the Bible, and we can run a lap, we can have a cup of coffee. We can listen to the heroes of the faith. What would they share with us to help us live our life? Now, how many are here today and you would agree that life is difficult and life is hard? Can I see a hand if you think life, it is, it's difficult, complicated, especially this year. It's complex. We need to sit down with some of these heroes of the faith and we need to learn from them. And so every year, I mean, every week, we're going to look at a different hero of the faith. And you see the poster behind me. You see it in the lobby. You see it on your, on your race bib. We need wisdom to run life's race. And every week, starting, to, starting next week, we're going to look at a Bible character, and we're going to give you a characteristic that that Bible character lived by, so we're going to work on our character. How many know that you've got to start from the inside out? You don't start from the outside in. You start with the heart. So we're going to look at character traits every single week, and I'm going to give you a definition of what those character traits mean, and I'm going to give you a scripture, and all week long, you're going to think about the fact of how Noah and Abraham and Esther and Rahab, how they lived and they ran the race of life. And it's going to give us wisdom so we can run the race of life. And one day, one day, we are all going to hear at the end of our race, thank God it's over, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Now, I don't know about you, but some of us hobbled a little bit this past year. And we didn't run. We, 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 we fell down, but we got back up, and we're going to make it to the end. And so we're going to look at 52 beautiful characters of the Bible this year that are going to help us to run the race of life. If you're with me this morning, let me hear an amen. Okay, let's go to Hebrews chapter 12 just for a few moments. Hebrews chapter 12. Now, most times I give you notes. Uh, we didn't do that because we were all off this past week and we just needed a little bit of rest. So you're going to have to work a little bit today. I'm going to give you five points that are going to help you run the race of life. And you're going to have to actually get a pen out and get your notes, and actually write in the points I'm getting ready to give you. It's going to be hard for some of you, I know. Next week, hopefully, I will have the notes all ready for you, so you just have to fill in the blanks. But I want to give you uh, just five key points that we're going to look at today. Remember, our, our PC share is a hero, someone who has given his or her life to something that is bigger than oneself. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And if I were to ask you, what is your favorite Bible character, who would you say it is? Who's your favorite Bible character? There's many of them. There's, 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 there's literally hundreds and hundreds of men and women that we can learn from. We're going to look at some of the popular ones. We're going to look at some people you've never even heard of before. And we're going to learn how to get wisdom so we can run life's race. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. If you're with me, say amen. 
Verse 1, therefore, everyone say therefore. Now, whenever you see the word therefore, you ask, what is it there for? You're looking at me saying, man, that guy's really wise, isn't he? The word therefore is a connector. It connects what was said previous to what he's getting ready to tell you in Hebrews chapter 1. So every time you read the word therefore, don't go any further. You've got to go back a little bit. And I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to give you the Cliff's Notes version of what the therefore is. The therefore is Hebrews chapter 11. And that is called the Hall of Faith. It is men and women in the Bible who were famous, men and women who accomplished an awful lot. And the writer here in Hebrews is saying, I'm getting ready to tell you something in Hebrews chapter 12, but before we go to Hebrews chapter 12, I want you to go back. Therefore, go back to the hall of faith, Hebrews chapter 11. And they, they, they begin to list out some of the characters that are mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to give them to you. There was Abel. There was Enoch. There was Noah. There was Abraham. There was Sarah. There was Isaac, there was Jacob, there was Moses, these are all heroes. There was Gideon, there was Barak, there was Samson, there was David, there was Samuel, and there was Rahab. And in Hebrews chapter 11, the writer brags about all these great people. And it's called the Hall of Faith. Wouldn't you like to have your name in a Hall of Fame? Wouldn't it be cool just to, just to, just to for once get your name listed with a bunch of other great people. And that's exactly what takes place here in Hebrews chapter 11. The writer is saying, there were some great heroes. There were some people that you can learn from. There were some people that you can get wisdom from. There were some people that, 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 that went through some things and you could learn from. So therefore, don't forget the heroes of the past, Pine Castle. Go back and remember the heroes because they can teach you how to run life's race. So in Hebrews chapter 12 now, we begin, and it says, therefore. Everyone say, therefore. Since we are surrounded, think of that word surrounded, by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that hinders our progress. And let us run with race, with endurance, the race that God has set before us. I like that. Let us run with endurance. Let us run with patience, the race that is set before us. So I'm going to give you very quickly five points that I think are going to help us as we look at this verse of Scripture. The Bible says that we are surrounded. Everyone say surrounded. In the heavens. There are men and women, Bible characters, your parents, saints that are watching us. And the Bible says they are a cloud of witnesses. I believe that they are cheering us on. I believe that they are watching us. I believe they're sitting in the stands and they are clapping for us. They are rooting for us. They are cheering us on. They are not just examples. Watch this. They are cheerleaders. 
and they want you to run the race, and they want you to finish. They have finished their race, and they want you to finish your race. And so the Bible says there's a cloud of witnesses, and they're cheering us on. They want to fill us with wisdom and guidance and, and, and help to help us run the race of life. And the Bible says that we are running this race. And as we're running the race, there's nothing better than having someone who's cheering you on. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're cheering you on to be a better mom. They're cheering you on to be a better businessman. They're cheering you on to be a better grandpa and grandma. They're cheering you on, and these cloud of witnesses want to give us wisdom so that we can finish the race and hear God say one day to us, well done, a good and faithful servant. Let me give you five points real quick. If you're still with me, let me hear an, a an amen. Let me give you five points about running the race of life from Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Number one, here it is. Running with encouragement is inspiring. How many has ever run before? There is nothing worse than running and no one watching. There's nothing worse than running and you not getting any encouragement from anybody. Hebrews chapter 12 says that when you and I are running the race of life, we have someone who's inspiring us, and that is the great cloud of witnesses. One thing I can say about my dad and mom that were great, and by the way, I've been thinking a lot about my mom and dad lately. I don't know why, but I do know this. One thing they were great at, they were great at sitting in the stands and watching me run. Whether I was in drama at Robert E. Lee High School or playing soccer at Edgewater High School, my dad and mom were at every single event. And there was just something about when you're playing soccer or you're singing a song or you're doing drama and you're on the stage where you can look out and you can see, watch this, that there's somebody who cares. You know, there was a lot of guys on my team that when they looked up in the stands, they had no one. Why? Because dad was too busy. Mom was too preoccupied. They didn't care enough to show up and give some encouragement. But what's beautiful about this race called life that we're running is that there is a cloud of witnesses. And they're not just examples. They're not just models. These people are cheerleaders. And they're watching you. And they're cheering you on. And when you and I are running the race of life, it is good every once in a while just to be reminded that people are watching us. And they want you to finish well. They want you to run the race. They want you to make the right decisions. They want you to live a life of character. And they're cheering you on. Why? Because when you run the race, there is nothing better than having someone to inspire you. And I want to tell you today, there are people that are watching you. I find that very sobering. I need to be reminded every single day that people are watching me. And there's a cloud of witnesses. There's men and women in the hall of faith that are cheering you on. And when you're tired, when you're weary, when you feel like giving up, when you walk through 2020 and you are tired of isolation and face masks, I can't tell you, Pastor John, how many times I've gotten out of my car, walked up to the store to realize I got to go back and get my mask. 
And I don't like having a mask hang on my ear. And I've had a bad attitude about it. <laughs> I don't know why I got sidetracked on that. But when you and I are running the race of life, it's healthy to be reminded that there are people that are cheering us on and they want us to finish well. Number two, when you are looking at running the race of life, not only is running with, 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 with encouragement inspiring, but number two, watch this. Running with weights is difficult. I'm not the smartest kid on the block, but I do know this. If you and I would let go of a few weights, we would have a better opportunity of finishing the race. Running with weights is difficult. And the writer here in Hebrews says, not only do I want you to know that there's a cloud of witnesses watching you, not only do I want you to be inspired that there are people that are cheering you on, but the second thing he says about running is, if you're going to run the race, you and I have got to throw off every weight. And what a better Sunday than today, January 3rd, for us to make a decision that as we begin to run this race in 2021, we're going to throw off some weights. So my question to you today is, what are you going to do differently this year than what you did last year? And what weights are you going to throw off? That's a tough question. Have you been watching uh, 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 the TV lately? You know what the number one commercials are this, this last week and this week? Weight Watchers. Gyms. Everybody is encouraging you and I to throw off some weight, to lose a few pounds. Why? So that you can run the race better. See, Weight Watchers is trying to get you to lose physical weight. I'm trying to get you to lose spiritual weights, the weight of fear, the weight of stress the weight of anxiety, the weight of anger, the weight of unforgiveness. The writer in Hebrews says, throw those things off because you cannot run the race if you're hanging on to You see, we're a generation that loves to hang on to things. If you don't believe that, go look in your garage. <laughs> Chances are, and I'm going to send Pastor John this week with a camera. He's going to go around and just take pictures of your garages. We love to hang on to things. And can I tell you something, church? If you're going to run this race that is set before us in 2021, you have got to make the decision to throw off, to throw off, to throw off every weight that hinders you. Notice it doesn't say set aside. Wouldn't that be cute just to be able to, just to set aside everything? The writer here says, church, if you're going to run the race that's set before you, throw it off. What I get by that is take the energy 
and get that thing as far away from you as possible. When Tammy wants me to take the trash out, she wants me to throw the trash away. Sometimes I like to just set it aside. How do you think that works in our marriage? Not very good. Why? Because Tammy realizes that that bag of trash not only smells, but it's a hindrance. She doesn't want me just to lay it aside. She wants me to throw it away. What are you hanging on to? What are you just setting aside? What are you just justifying and putting up with it when the writer says, if you're going to run a successful race, throw it off. Get rid of it. Don't just set it aside. Throw it off. Get rid of it because it hinders you. You know, I told you about when, uh, back when I played uh, 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 soccer at Edgewater High School. I was 100 pounds lighter then. And Coach Houston was just a football coach. He didn't know nothing about soccer. He just loved to have a whistle, and he would blow the whistle, and his rule was when we start practice, you got to make it around the circle, the racetrack, 220 meters, you got to make it in under a minute. If you don't make it in a minute, the whole team has to do it again. How many know you were motivated to, 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 to run and to run fast? And we would do our very, very best, and we'd barely make it, and thank God. And there would be a times where it would be a couple, couple guys been drinking weekend, and they were carrying on some weight, and they couldn't make it. And guess what? We would yell at them, and next time around, they would make it. Why? Because we made them throw off and throw up. The hindrance that was keeping them back. In the same way, church, God wants you and I to make the decision in 2021, this first Sunday, what do I need to throw off? And as I was thinking about this and praying about this, and this, this may come across as weird, but that's okay. I sensed that there would be people here today that the very thing you need to throw off is relationships. Toxic people who are negative, they see the glass half full, they're holding you back. Watch this. And the reason they're holding you back is because they know that they can't go forward, so they're going to try to keep as many people as possible with them. Misery loves company. And if you're not careful, there will be people in your life with toxic attitudes and a toxic way of life that are going to hinder you. And the writer says, if you're going to run the race of life, throw off everything. I can't tell you what that is. That's between you and the Lord. But whatever it is, I do know this. When you run with a weight, it makes life very, very difficult. Throw it off today. Number three, if you're still with me, let me hear an Amen. Running with encouragement is inspiring. I love that one. Uh, number two, running with weights 
is difficult. Number three, running with patience is effective. Or endurance, the writer says. Look at you don't have to sprint. Nobody's asking you to sprint for this, this next year. No one wants you to, to, to burn out. Nobody's asking you to, 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 to be competitive with somebody else. Watch this. We all have our race to run, and all the writer is encouraging you is to run your race with patience, with endurance. You don't have to burn out. You don't have to sprint. You don't have to be competitive. Just run that race day after day. Get up and say, God, help me to live a life that honors you. God, help me to be inspired by the people that have gone on before me. God, help me to realize there are people watching me, and I need to live my life with integrity and character. I want to run the race. I'm not going to look at people on TV and compare myself with them. I'm going to compare myself with me, and I want to run the race, and I'm going to run with the race with patience and endurance. And when you live with that kind of attitude, you will find that you will get through the race. There's people who will be burned out because they're trying to run too fast. They're trying to sprint. I don't want to be like that. I want to run the race with endurance and run the race with patience. Can I get an amen? I was deeply impacted this past, this past month. I don't want to go into a lot of great details, but a dear friend of mine, knew him for 30 years in youth ministry. He was very popular. Very, 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 very talented young man back in, I believe it was November, the end of November, suddenly just a pastor of a church, and he ended his life. Just one day got up and said, I don't want to run anymore. I don't know what happened. I don't know all the details. It impacted me greatly. Why? Because he was a, he was a coworker. He was, he, he was a friend. We did ministry all over, youth ministry all over America, and even in Russia and overseas, and just one day he just, I guess, just said, you know what? I can't run anymore. Probably got burned out. You know what? God's not asking you to, to burn yourself out this year. He's not asking you to stress out. He's asking you just to get up, throw off the things that are hindering you, and simply run the race with patience and endurance, the race that's set before you. And you know what? Your race looks differently than my race. But nonetheless, we have a race to run. And I would encourage you to pace yourself, follow the Holy Spirit, and run the race with patience and endurance. Can I get an amen? amen. Number four, quickly. Bruce, if you can come up to the keyboard. Number four, uh, I love this one. When you run the race with focus, you can be successful. Everyone say focus. Focus powerful word. The writer here in Hebrew says, fix, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the factor, perfecter of our faith. God wants you in 2021, in the balcony, those watching online today, God wants you to fix your eyes on Jesus. Now, I want you to do something for me, just a moment. I want you to Real quick, we're getting ready to close. We've only been here an hour, so it's not like we're, you know, been here forever. You know, you, you folks watch TV for four, five, six, eight hours a day. You don't complain one time about your Hallmark movies or Fox News. 
And yet you come to church and you worry about, you know, we go to all, over an hour. Big deal. I want you to do me a favor real quick. Everybody look at me. I want you to fix your eyes on me. Fix. Now as I begin to move across the platform, I just want you to keep your eyes fixed on me. I can tell if you're fixing your eyes. I can see it. Some of you have been sleeping all service. Now for the very first time, your eyes are fixed. Keep them fixed. Fix. Whatever I do, wherever I go, I want you to fix your eyes on me. I want you to notice that when I ask you to do that, you had to make a decision, a choice. The intensity level raised, and people were leaning in. You were, you were concentrating. You were making a conscious decision not to let me make a movement without you fixing your eyes on me. And the writer in Hebrews says this, church, if you're going to run the race set before you, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. If you're going to run the race that is set before you, you've got to make the choice every single day. God, there's going to be a lot of distractions out there today. A lot of things I could put my focus on. Help me to fix my eyes on you today. And when you do that, that gives you the power and the energy to stay focused and run the race set before you. You know what? 2020, we got too distracted. There's too many things going on. And you know what I had to do? And I'm not telling you to do this. I had to do this. I had to do it. The first of November, I said, no more news. I don't care if it's Fox News, CNN News, MSNBC, Channel 9. I've had it with the news. I used, I used to listen to it on the way to church, on the way home. I get home and watch it at home. I finally said, that's it. And can I tell you, it's been a little over a month. And I can tell the stress and the anxiety and the fear has been diminished because I made a choice. Watch this. Not to fix my eyes on Sean Hannity, but to fix my eyes on Jesus. See, Sean's not going to be around for you. That person you're looking at is not going to be around for you to help you run the race of life. But Jesus will. Noah will. Abraham will. Esther will. They'll cheer you on. And all you got to do is make the choice to fix your eyes on him. Let me give this to you real quick. I love this. We're not going to go there. Just write these down. Write these down real quick. Psalm 57.7 says this, my heart is fixed, oh God. I like that. And then it was so good, David said it again, twice. My heart is fixed, oh God, therefore I will sing and give you praise. Watch this. 
The best way for you to fix your eyes on Jesus is to worship. Sing. You don't have to have Bruce in the background. You can just make the choice in your car, at work. I'm going to make the choice. My heart is fixed, oh God. Therefore, I'm going to sing and I'm going to worship you. Make the choice this year that you're going to live a life of worship. Because when you do, that helps you to fix your eyes on Jesus. Here's a second scripture. And it's found, I love this one. This is found in Psalm 112, verse 7. I love this one. Psalm 112, verse 7. He will not be afraid of evil because his heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. See, when you fix your heart, you live a life of worship, but you also make the choice that you're going to trust in God. And when you do that, you have no fear of what's going to happen because your trust is in God today. Let me ask you a question this morning real quick. Who's your trust in? Is it, is it really in the government? Is getting $600 going to change your life from the government? Our hope is not in the government. Our hope is not in the president. Our hope is not in our politicians. Our hope and our trust is in God. Therefore, my heart is fixed, and I'm not going to fear about what everyone says is going to happen because I trust in you. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. We've got to go. And the number five, here it is. Running with the end in mind is satisfying. Run to win. Run to make it to the end. Run to hear those beautiful words. Well done, a good and faithful servant. I don't want you to quit this year. I don't want you to quit attending church. I don't want you to quit watching it online. I don't want you to quit giving. I don't want you to quit volunteering. I want you to finish to the end because it's at the end where we're going to hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Doesn't mean you have to be perfect. Doesn't mean you have to have it all together. It just means that you woke up and you put one foot in the other, and in 2021, we're going to keep on running. I don't have to sprint. Don't have to compete. Don't have to burn out. I'm just going to keep running. Pastor Scott, what are you doing this year? I'm just running the race. Might get tired a few times. Might feel like giving up. Might take a break. But I'm going to keep running because I've got people counting on me. And I've got a cloud of witnesses, a, cl a cloud of heroes cheering me on. You can make it. You can make it to the end. And one day that end is going to be seeing Jesus face to face. That's the goal. And I want him to say to me and to you, you ran well. You didn't quit. You didn't throw in the towel. You made it to the end. Well done, a good and faithful servant. Would you stand up across the auditorium quickly? I don't know about you, but I want to see Jesus face to face. I can't help but not to think how many from Pinecastle 
are in that cloud of witnesses. A lot of them. Since I've been here 11 years, I've buried a lot of Pine Castle family members. A lot of them. You know what? David, they're, they're looking at you and they're cheering you on. You can make it. You can make it. Michelle, you can make it. Trail, you can make it. John, you can make it. Don't give up. You want to quit? Keep fighting. Lay off those weights that are going to hold you back and keep running the race. And uh, I, I see them. They're cheering you on. They're cheering me on. You've got parents. They're cheering you on. Live to honor their legacy and make it to the end. I don't know what the end looks like, but I do know this. One day, we're going to see Jesus face to face. Oh, that will be glory for me. Glory for me. Glory for me. When by His grace I will look on His face, that will be Be glory for me. Let's sing that one more time. Oh, that will be, oh, that will be glory for me, glory for me, glory for me, when by His grace I will look on. His face that will be glory, be glory for, oh, I want to see Him look upon His face, there to sing forever of His saving grace. On the streets of glory, on the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. Sing that one more time. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace on the streets on the streets of glory let me lift my voice cares all past home at last ever to rejoice by your heart with me let's pray together father We didn't choose to be a part of the human race, but we're a part of it. And God, thank you for reminding us that we've only got one race to run, got one chance, one life. God, help us to run the race that is set before us and run in a way to win the prize. Doesn't mean we gotta be perfect, doesn't mean we have to have it all together, doesn't mean we gotta, just means that God, we're gonna 
fix our eyes on you, and we're going to do the best of our ability. We ask for your help today. God, in 2021, help us to receive strength and wisdom and hope and skills from those that have already run the race and help us to learn from them so that we can run the race so you receive all the glory today. God, I pray for the Pine Castle family. I pray for those that are here today. I pray for those that are watching online. I pray, God, that you would give us the, 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 the strength and the wisdom to make it to the end. One day we're going to see you face to face. Oh, what a day that will be. What a day of rejoicing that will be. Until then, God, we're going to run the race. And I pray for your people today. Help them not to run in their own strength. Help them not to run in their own abilities. Help them not, not to run in their own intellect. But help them to put their trust in you. Our eyes are fixed on you today, God. And we declare that in Jesus' name for this church. That we're going to make it to the end. And you'll receive the glory. In Jesus' name. Now, now let me bless you, church. Lift, lift your hands to receive this blessing. I'm, I'm getting ready to give you a gift of blessing. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May God give you the wisdom to cast off every weight that wants to pull you down and let him give you the ability to fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. I bless you now to go and to run with perseverance and endurance the race that's set before you. And then the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye.